0: new tea accoutrements um when i went to the ren fest so listeners if you're listening and not watching on youtube which is fine you can watch this on youtube if you go to critical crop tops youtube channel i have uh i don't know what do you think of my pottery i got some pottery it's nice. it's at like the handmade. ren fest yeah so it's like red it's glazed like red and blue and it's got like pretty the te- i don't know if you can hear let me hold it back a little bit the texture on it is kind of mm-hmm. cool yeah. Um, and I, so it came with like four cups and I got a teapot Ooh. and this is my favorite part. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Look at this tiny Ooh, little, little creamer. creamer. It's Aww. the cutest. So I'm breaking out my new tea accoutrements today in honor of, I don't know, watching this episode of Brooklyn 9 Tea in I- honor. honor of tea. hmm Um, I went to Denver
1: yes and you did i have this little um oh my god this
0: little dinosaur oh god, um, that yeah. i
1: keep at my desk while he's i work so and cute. it looks at me isn't he adorable he's so, so listeners. Cute. he's a tiny teeth. little
0: stuffy and he's got little teeth oh my god he's so a t-rex cute. he is so cute he could never hurt. he's not the kind of t-rex that hurts he's only no. the kind of t-rex that hugs this is felt
1: mm. these teeth are felt so they can't hurt you so cute. So cute. Um, I saw it in a gift yeah. shop and I was like, I asked my partner and I was like, would you be mad if I got this? Because like, would he's you, I think it's funny trip. that
0: you say, would you be mad? Like he's going to get enraged at the amount of stuffies that you have.
1: Well, no, it's because <laughs> like he paid for most of the trip and like okay. I, I, I paid for, for some, some yeah. of it, but I was like, could I get it? It's like six bucks. And he was like,
0: yeah. yeah. Why would
1: I be mad? You know, yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm so furious like, that you want this cute t-rex
1: i got it even before the tour because it was in yeah. a dinosaur mu- 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 museum mm-hmm. so even before the tour i was like this nasty. i just keep holding it up because it's so cute i want to show is like cute. Everyone. how was it's you
0: just, had a good time in
1: denver yes yeah it was so fun yeah. it was lost to see and um we learned a lot about rocks and dinosaurs and
0: nice mountains
1: and um so there were some like very earthy like, each day had like a theme mm-hmm. you know Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just really nice to like not work for a bit and yeah, and just live uh, live a little get away. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. Cool. Ooh, I do have one more thing to show you. So I did. So listeners, I posted about this on our Twitter at Adam pod, uh, on star Wars day, which by the way, happy star Wars day. That was May the 4th. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, on May the 4th, my husband, my sister, my brother-in-law, and I went to a star Wars trivia at um, uh, I think it was the Three Taverns Brewery in Atlanta. Yeah, and I was overly confident when I got there. Like I was like uh-huh. looking around the room, and I was like, "I am going to annihilate everyone." Like I'm going, you crush. did, I, but but I did. Like it was a little touch and go. There was a question. There was a couple questions in there that. Through me and i made a big mistake with one of the a quote from from one of the movies oh, uh no. so you missed so i missed one? A, i missed like two or three questions wow. um but still one? yeah but we won and so and it was not and it was like a big win like i we i and I, look i love my team but the most most even though they all love star wars like i basically answered every question so hang on let me show you what i got So, uh, what I won is, um, a Lego Darth Vader head. Ooh. So, and listeners, it's like a big, like one of those like adult Lego, you know, it's like a giant, it's like a, I wouldn't call it a bust cause he has no shoulders, but it's like mm. definitely m- like more complicated than what I could. I, I don't have the patience for this. So right now he's in the box. And I'm going to have to get my husband maybe to put him together or my kids because mm-hmm. I just don't have mm-hmm. the patience for this. But I, when I tell you that this was like the greatest achievement of my life, I'm not even joking. Like The I feel greatest like achievement I, of your whole life? I feel like I trained for this my whole life to win Star you Wars did. trivia. So Yeah, that reminds
1: good. me. I have a gift for you from Denver. <gasps> Ooh. Should I show it to you now or should I give yes, it to you? Yes, I would love that. Okay. Listeners, right we're
0: just going to keep. Talking about stuff that you can't see. And that's what this podcast is now. Uh, but I hope describing it makes it a little less painful for you. Um, and of course, you can check out our in, our uh, Twitter. At AdamAndyPod for a picture of me posing with the Darth Vader. Uh, which was... Um... Now, well, Sarah's getting the stuff. Uh, I did want to say that... Um... My favorite trivia group name was a guy wearing a Thrawn shirt, Grand Admiral Thrawn, and the name of their team was uh, uh, the the Sean Ascendancy, uh, which you know is uh, Thrawn Ascendancy is one of the Star Wars. I think the Legends books, not canon, but anyways. You so uh, you're back. Your gift reminded me of my gift to you,
1: which yeah? is a Bigfoot. <gasps> Oh um, let le- Lego thing. I two of them now. This is what I fi- figured. I figured yeah. your kids or Chris would put it together, put it together and you could me. have it on your desk.
0: Yes, I love it.
1: Little- so it's like it for your whole family.
0: Oh my God, it's Bigfoot. <laughs> Listener, we've talked about this on the show, but I did write, I recently wrote a, I'm working on a screenplay. I finished the first draft and, and so I'm work, I'm editing it or I don't know. I'm not doing anything with it. I'm letting it breathe right now. It's like a, a bottle of wine that I've opened. Uh, a very dirty um, uh, bottle of hairy. wine that I've opened. A very hairy bottle of op- wine that I've opened. But I wrote a screenplay about uh, a woman who f- uh, f- discovers a Bigfoot living behind her house and they fall in love. So mm-hmm. for all you monster fuckers out there, uh, I'm wor- I'm writing this for you. Uh, and mm-hmm. so Sarah got me this lovely Bigfoot. That's so sweet. Thank it's you, like Sarah. It's like
1: a little let, let, me. let, let.
0: Lego Bigfoot.
1: I don't know if it's like actually let Lego. That might be like a brand. Yeah, it's thing. probably just... an
0: off-brand Lego, but that's okay. Off-brand He's so cute.
1: Lego. How dare I? um yeah, no. In in Colorado is Bigfoot country, so there just is Bigfoot. Oh, so I need to go everywhere. back there
0: for research, is what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or maybe just look up some pictures. uh Listeners, welcome to the Adam and Andy podcast.
1: Welcome Uh, to this podcast that's not about our trips or It's not about our trips, it's not
0: about Legos But uh, I'm one of your hosts, Nicole I'm your other host, Sarah And uh, this podcast is actually about our two favorite actors, Adam Driver and Andy Samberg Uh, So, which I I feel like the both of them would be fans of Bigfoot I don't know why I think that, but I just feel like they would Adam
1: might feel jealous of Bigfoot
0: Oh, 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 actually you please, know what adam please, doesn't get jealous
1: that, you don't think I, i'll i don't think adam gets jealous so, is, so maybe he just he be jealous he for? admires bigfoot you think because of his because he's Shnett. the size of bigfoot
0: <laughs> yes yes i was hoping that's where this was going yeah <laughs> um and yes giant
1: hairy it. feet i don't know <laughs> actually don't know
0: uh so listeners today on the show uh we are now entering our Jake Peralta Adam Sackler sandwich period and so we're just bouncing between Brooklyn 9 and girls uh this week we are talking about Brooklyn 99. so we're in our season one rewatch and uh but before we get into that would you like to get into some Adam and Andy news sure okay so I'm gonna let you choose do you want to you want some Adam news or some Andy news first let me get my tweets my, twi- my twits out Adam first okay um So a couple of big things that happened this week. Um, Adam and Penelope Cruz were spotted in Italy. Uh, Now they're not filming for, you know, Michael Mann's Ferrari is filming in Italy Mm -hmm. Um, and they're not filming until July, but he was, he and Penelope Cruz were spotted by someone. I I, Mm -hmm. I don't, there's no like official report about this. This was just uh, some local report. Some locals had said they spotted uh, Adam and Penelope Cruz in Italy uh, so there's that uh, so we're Whoa. looking ahead to that Ferrari shoot that's coming up in a couple of months uh, the big news this week is um, that Adam has been cast in Francis Ford Coppola's Megalopolis What's uh, that? well i will to tell you about city? it so uh, Megalopolis is a film uh, I've got a little bit of info here uh, Francis Ford Coppola wrote the script in the early 1980s, but the film always took a backseat to his other projects. Uh, by the time he was ready to move into production, and this actually comes from uh, some info that was actually, I think this is one of our listeners that posted this at nightly. uh Ima, Emma Khan. Anyway, uh, who posted uh, a screenshot with some info here? I'm not sure where this trivia comes from. Maybe imdb or something anyway uh anyway so uh by the time he was ready to move on to production in 2001 the september 11th attacks happened and shut down production um the film is based in new york city and details an attempt of an architect to reconstruct a utopian version of the city following a mega disaster so that is the uh, uh what it, oh so yeah
1: if 9-11 n- had yeah. just happened that there's no way they could have continue with that because that was a disaster
0: it is based or inspired by the film metropolis 1927 by fritz lang which is a film that i've seen i think a lot of people have if you're students. heard of, of film. it yeah it's got Haven't some very a very and some very you'd like it uh i think at least purely for the production design which is pretty cool for the 19. yeah
1: all i know is that opolis means city <laughs> and met and mega means big
0: big city Uh, Let's see some more information Coppola says and this comes also from Twitter at M underscore B4 uh, another screenshot here it's a love story Coppola said Uh, a woman is divided between two between loyalties and two men but not only two men each man comes with a philosophical principle one is her father who raised her I can we can assume that's not Adam uh, Mm. who's taught her uh, who taught her Latin on his lap and is devoted to a much more classical view of society. Um, the other one who is the lover is the enemy of the father. I guess that's Adam because he's the lead, Mm -hmm. um, is dedicated to a much more progressive. Let's leap into the future. Uh, let's leap over all this garbage that has contaminated humanity for 10,000 years. Let's find out what we really are, which are enlightened, friendly, uh, uh, which is an enlightened, friendly and joyous species.
1: I wonder Um, if he's a cult leader that reminds me of the WeWork guy.
0: Ooh, Interesting. Yeah, maybe. Uh so uh in the film cast in the film as well is uh Nat- Nat- Natalie Emanuel who is uh was on Game of Thrones, uh Forest Whitaker and Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne and John Voight. So who's the dad? Uh I don't know, but I'm going to guess uh either Lawrence Fishburne or forest whitaker would probably be uh because uh natalie uh would natalie Emanuel. i'm gonna guess is gonna be playing the daughter i would think who is she i i don't recognize that name i don't watch game Game of thrones here is i wish i'd pulled up a picture but this is her uh Mm. anyway (laughs) i don't have the picture pulled up but those of you guys who watched game of thrones uh she was uh Daenerys Targaryen's right hand Gal Um, I can't remember the Character's name right now but um, she's A she's a fantastic actress Um, So Anyway So that's happening Uh, also this Is a self-funded self-funded Film Francis Ford Ford Coppola is fitting The bill for this one Uh, And when asked if he's worried About losing money as he did On past films that he self-funded He said I don't give a shit About money I just want to make this film and of course yeah. his uh winery is gonna be is yeah. been, uh, you know frankly that's how I've been paying for my so he's a real so
1: filmmaker he's not a commercial filmmaker he is not a anymore. he a passion this is my art form I'm a filmmaker filmmaker well by I the mean, way who did silence is that
0: that's Ma- Martin Coppola? Scorsese
1: Martin Scorsese sorry they all kind of like Remind all those old ha- white guys other. from
0: the 70s mm-hmm. uh, you know actually i think francis so francis and george lucas uh who of course created star wars um very close friends uh you know very close collaborators um almost created i think a production company called together together called american Zotrope. um anyway uh, both of them have gone the self-funding route uh, mm-hmm. I think that they are both have both been sort of disillusioned with studio interference. And uh, so both of them have kind of gone studio that way. Studio
1: interference blends everything up. Because it's like, we don't want to take a risk on that.
0: Sure. Uh, I think that there's, there's there's certainly a symptom of that. But of course, uh, f- Hollywood and film is a business and it costs a lot of money and so while, uh, I would love to be in Francis Ford Coppola's position. I, I'll, as you know, uh, Sarah, since we work together on all the things, a lot of my projects are self-funded, but, uh, mm-hmm. I don't have enough money to make a feature. I don't have a winery. I sure wish I did. Mm-hmm. I would happily just, uh, pump that winery money into my movies. Uh, as it is, the rest of us little guys have to try to get the money from somewhere. Um, uh, but not Francis. Cause he has, he has, he and George have found ways to, uh, sort of self finance. And even uh, uh, Star Wars, large parts of the original Star Wars trilogy were self financed as well. Um, again, because of uh, worries about studio interference. Um, so Megalopolis is coming up next for yes. Adam Driver. So he'll be shooting, so White Noise is coming out in the fall. Uh, Ferrari is shooting in July. And Megalopolis will be shooting. Uh, in and New York, New York City, in uh, and sixty five is coming
1: out next April.
0: That's correct, next April. Okay. So that's all I got for Adam. Shall we move on to Andy? Yeah. So uh, Chip and Dale is going to be coming out on July uh, May twentieth, which is coming up soon. Uh, it's coming out on Friday, the day before we shoot our film. So Sarah and I are yeah. about to shoot a short film. Uh, uh coming up here. So the day before uh Chippendale will be out uh before we shoot our film. Uh sorry, I've got a hair on my microphone. Want to um, see it that night? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, whatever. We probably should go to bed. Yeah. Maybe sh- we should watch it the week after we go to bed. when yeah. our brains are clear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it- and Andy's starting to make the publicity rounds. He will be on him and John Mullaney both will be on Jimmy Kimmel on May 18th. So next week on May 18th, is that after this Wednesday? episode is, so it's the same day this episode is coming out. Yeah. So this mm-hmm. episode will be out on the 18th and, uh, so you can listen to us and then you can watch, um, Andy on Jimmy Kimmel that night. Uh, now, another thing, most recent piece of news, I'm a little unclear about some of the details here. Uh, so I'm just going to pull this up. So this comes from a variety article. Um, New York-based studio and streaming network FilmRise is teaming up with Lauren Michaels to stream TV episodes featuring comedy sketches from his Above Average library. So Above Average is um, Lauren Michaels' production company, and they're going to be pulling sketches from that library. Uh, FilmRise will distribute the newly formatted series to digital platforms uh, at AVOD, which is advertising video on demand, and Fast Channels. Uh, There'll be two seasons worth of this content starting in July, featuring comedy sketches from Paul Rudd, Tina Fey, Ellen Degeneres, Amy Poehler, and Andy Samberg. Now, uh, I am not clear. It it sounds to me like these are pre-existing sketches. I have a little bit more information from another article I was reading. Two seasons, fifteen minutes. The seasons of
1: the sketches that didn't
0: appear. Well, so here um, it says episodes will range from 22 minutes to 30 minutes. The program will include comedy sketches from Seven Minutes in Heaven, which I guess is a group featuring the talent of Paul Rudd, Tina Fey, Ellen DeGeneres, Amy Poehler, Andy Sandberg, among others. So I, 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 I'm I, confused. I'm a little confused. Listeners, if you have any further information, feel free to tweet at us at AdamAndyPod. The first, the Variety article made it sound to me like they were repurposing sketches from lauren's Saturday Night live library that's what i interpret it as but this mm-hmm. article that i've read uh, that i was reading on let me see what is this uh, media play news uh makes it sound like there's new sketches being made or sketches that were shot that I that are not SNL anyway uh, I'm not entirely sure I, maybe we'll get some more details about this it seems like they're releasing in July but uh, if it's new sketches obviously you and I will have to watch that if it's SNL stuff maybe that's a good time to detour to SNL I don't know uh, maybe we mm-hmm. maybe we'll, we'll have to consider that so I'm my, my, the thing is I'm not sure if it's new content or repurposed content is what I'm saying but something is going up uh, with some sketches with Andy in them so and that's that's all the andy news i got
1: so are all those people going to be in the sketches or did they just write them
0: uh i'm gonna guess that they are in them maybe they've written some of them again i don't know if this content is new or not yeah and i'm not familiar with this uh group um, and they're all in
1: their four they're they're four four four, 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 four 40s. that's an interesting thing because usually you don't see sketch groups with people in their forties. Their
0: well, I don't I don't I've never heard of Seven Minutes in Heaven, the group. I don't yeah. know if that's a group that writes sketches and then these guys are guesting in them. I'm not really sure. I need some more information. Mm-hmm. So I'll look into it and maybe get back to you with some more details. Uh and listeners, if you have any details, you can tweet at us at Adam Uh, what's up with these comedy sketches? Like, are these new sketches? Who's seven minutes in heaven? Help me out. Uh anyway, that's that's it for Adam and Andy news for this week. So Yay. a lot of cool stuff happening. Um Sarah, are you ready to get into this week's episodes? Mm-hmm. Sure. So we've got two episodes here that we went so we're, in, ba- we're back on Brooklyn 99. We're back at the 99, and we've got uh I think these are episodes 17 and 18. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh full boil and the apartment so i guess let's start with full Boyle. a lot of jake in this episode this was a big mm-hmm. like jake charles and they were Boyle. kind of the mm-hmm. yeah they were the sort of the a story here uh so what's happening in full boil sarah
1: so Boyle has found a lady well we we already met her in a, mm-hmm. a past episode where they were like making out at a party and then mm-hmm. they started to date and in this episode, it's kind of revealed that Charles goes too fast too soon with mm-hmm. his love interests and. Um, AKA full boil. Full boil. And yeah. um, that's like the boil at his most, boilness, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just basically professes his love too soon and wants to like move in and get married and all all, the, all that the stuff that you think stuff. is like too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, And w- women just really have not responded well to that in the past mm-hmm. and a b- break up with him and he's like heartbroken and he just falls hard very fast. And so the whole yeah. joke is that Jake is trying to keep him from going full boil on mm-hmm. his uh part- new partner and just trying to keep him at bay. Um, yeah. I think my favorite part was um when they go out to eat, Eat and it's like a du- a double date and eh, eh, Andy's date is like the stereotypical, like the, the, the concept of the dream male partner, like, well, I'm sorry, the dream I, partner for a, a dude.
0: I would argue that it's the dream partner for Jake.
1: For Jake, because okay. She's well, she had like, but she also was like-
0: she, but she likes his specific interests. It's not just that she likes sports or action movies. She like she loves Die Hard, and she mm-hmm. sleeps in a nakatami Plaza T-shirt at night, which I'm mm-hmm. sure is going in the spank bank. Like, there's yeah. no way that's not going in the spank <laughs> bank. Um, but the thing is, so Jake goes on this double date to try to prevent him from going full boil and bernice is his half of the date and she is like so perfect that he is having trouble focusing on his job yeah Yeah. but yeah i think it's he's she's perfect for him
1: she is but they did you that is like a joke i've seen before where like Mm -hmm. the like dream girl is like into sports and she's into die hard and like you know it might be perfect for him but that'd be perfect for a lot a lot of dudes
0: right but we know that jake loves die hard We know that's his favorite movie and that his, and then I I don't know if we've heard that this is his favorite sports team, but all the things she likes are specifically things that he likes. She even wanted to be a cop at one point. Mm -hmm. So, um, she's like the perfect woman for Jake. She also is really sweet and cute. Like I just felt really bad Mm -hmm. for her. So, uh, I want to circle back to some other things, but since we're already talking about the dinner, let's definitely do that. So, um, Is it admirable that Jake is so focused on his friendship that he's not gonna sacrifice what he's there to do even for this beautiful woman who's interested in diehard? Is it
1: admirable yeah. that he he doesn't engage with the wo- woman in order to to save Boyle?
0: Is it, it he does he remains focused on trying to help Boyle to the point of I like, rudeness to everyone else, really. Mm-hmm. So, is mm-hmm. that admirable that he's so focused on his friendship is what I'm a- I'm asking I mean, what do you-
1: I think that for me, doing that thing where like you're trying to involve yourself in someone else's relationship, I think is not a good thing to do as a friend. So it's I none of for his the sake business. of the show. I think it's none of his bit, bit business. I think if Boyle is gonna do that, he's gonna do it and you can't really stop him. Um, so I think for the sake of the show, it's seen as admirable, and it is. But like in my friendships, like I would would never involve myself with a friend's relationship just because that can get messy, and Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just like I don't wouldn't feel should Jake let him just
0: be Boyle. Obviously, that's what he chooses to do in the end. But like, is it better for Boyle to learn this lesson on his own, or? Just try be himself and find someone who accepts him for him, which is kind of what happened, I think.
1: I think he should find someone who accepts him for him. And if it's kind of like. Because how long if, can he
0: contain the, his inner boil? Like, how long can he contain that?
1: I mean, it would be like, I think that in all of our relationships, we have to hide Bits of ourselves sure. at first and like yeah. slowly like dole them out oh yeah you gotta dole you know, up like
0: crazy we've all got the <laughs> yeah. inner boil like all of us have the inner boil of whatever yeah. that boil, whatever that is yeah uh um, so
1: but i think that jake can't me teach me i think the boil yeah. has to learn learn yeah so <laughs> so jake can't teach him that but Boyle has to learn that for himself and sure. jake can't teach him that over a dinner
0: sure you know But also i'd like to point out that it feels like the blind leading the blind And I know we're not in the next episode, but Jake has a tub full of mail at his house. Like, and my first thought as I'm reading this and I want to circle back to the be cold open at some point and, and, and boils like overconfidence or his not overconfidence, but his confidence now that he's like, you know, regularly having sex with a woman. Um, But uh, Jake, so Jake's concerned about his friend, but also like should, charles be taking a relationship advice from jake i mean jake is basically like a large toddler right mm-hmm. so my first should was, not take relationship advice from any of them to be well, honest, well i mean holt has a healthy relationship terry has Does a healthy he? relationship do they okay yes i think so um their relationship works for them i'm just saying like Holt and Terry at least have like functional relationships um but Jake is like I mean it's like the blind leading the blind that's honestly how Mm -hmm. I feel about that um so so there's that do you want to is I I want to talk about the overconfidence of Boyle though like Boyle's like sexy confidence I mean I didn't find it sexy but I think that was the joke is that Boyle is now wearing jeans he's like smooth I don't know how did you feel about that as like a side effect of I, him being in this relationship do you think we do you think people naturally get like more comfortable with themselves when they're like when someone else they they feel like someone else has a, finds them attractive and the the wants stamp to of do approval them. On them yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's reasonable
1: I think, yeah. I think uh, it depends on who you are. I yeah. think that some people nothing will give them co- confidence, sure. and for some people, it really goes to their head and they yep. become really cocky and mm-hmm. obnoxious.
0: I mean, Boyle um, was a bit cocky, I think.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I actually maybe I like missed it, but I didn't see his personality change that much he still seems like a dork the
0: whole cold open I know but he was like super confident and he's like remember at the in the cold open when he's like walking away and he's like he's like check out the caboose and I think he says later sluts to everyone so it's like this like I feel like his in the at least in the first half he definitely saw like this personality change that was meant to signify that Boyle is in this relationship his you know sexual relationship with this woman and like the this like love that he's feeling has like elevated his confidence in himself and he's like you know it I I feel like that was very clearly something they were doing at least in the first like third of the episode and then it kind of shifted when we got into the like Mm. he he started to get weird again when when they brought up the whole thing I mean Gina said she was a momentarily attracted to Boyle during the yeah I remember being
1: confused by that and being like (laughs) what's happening like because I, I didn't i didn't see it at, like i I just i guess i missed it like i i think i understood that that's what they're trying to convey but i just missed he's
0: wearing lower slung jeans sarah
1: that is a I man don't, you, know, I don't is you know i don't see is on
0: display i don't see pants <laughs> um maybe they're trying to set up gina's at him and gina's like a uh, uh, secret relationship later their secret you don't know I'm sorry, about that yet. What? It's gonna happen. Like they're gonna get together. I'm wondering if this is don't the seed. Boil me. I'm sorry, but I feel like I have to bring it up because I know it's gonna happen. And I was like, "Ooh, is this like the first seed of that?"
1: Um. Ugh. So I mean, I guess there's someone for a- everyone, but I personally yeah. have never found Boyle sexy. I
0: don't. I I mean, I don't either. I think he's he seems like a fun guy. He seems like he'd be a devoted partner. You know, I feel like he'd be really into trying a lot of weird food sex, you know, like eating things. That sounds like something they're into. Yeah. You know, you're right. You're right.
1: Because they're 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 foodies.
0: They're very. He's very tactile, I bet. Mm hmm. I, I think he would be like a loving partner. Yeah. You know, but. Okay, so Jake is trying to prevent Boyle from going full boil uh holt is trying to come to terms with the fact that someone else wants to a younger person with newer ideas wants to move in and like become president of this uh uh you know uh lgbt um you know uh police organization that he's Mm -hmm. founded um and i think there's isn't there one more b story there's usually two um oh super dan right super dan yeah super dan and then super dan so rosa and amy are contending with this like citizen cape wearing citizen who is trying to um
1: yeah i like didn't i wasn't affected by that story at all i thought it was kind of weak Um, of of
0: the b story
1: super dan Mm
0: -hmm.
1: i loved the organization Mm -hmm. um that uh that Holt started and kind of the the concept behind that and I loved that his terrible non-joke got a huge laugh
0: oh my god (laughs) that was hilarious I also as usual so Holt at first is really competitive and doesn't want this guy to win the election right it's him and this other guy this younger guy who has all these new ideas and um Gina is trying to help him campaign and she's doing all those usual gina things she's turning dancing in, turning into her own dance showcase but then gina gets surprisingly reasonable mm-hmm. um and is basically like during his speech she's like hey you know this guy is really a good like he has good ideas like and you know holds basically well he hasn't had to fight him for his you know, respect for 25 years the way I have. And she's like, well, isn't that the whole point of this organization that he wouldn't have to go through what you went through? Yeah. It's kind of and- like with
1: the parents and kids, like mm-hmm. it's like some parents want their kids to suffer. Like they, yeah. they, they, ate it. and some parents want um, their kids to have a, mu- a much better life than, yeah. than they did.
0: Absolutely. And that is what like Gina is the voice of reason in this episode.
1: I know it surprised me as well.
0: I think Um, it. I think it. I feel like that's a thing that can only happen. It's weird because I feel like that happens in two episodes back to back. mm. But I feel like it works with Holt because Holt Mm -hmm. sees something in her that no one else does. Like he sees how responsible she is, even if nobody else does. Like, I feel like Gina would only I feel like here's what I'll say about Gina. I feel like Gina is probably always capable of being reasonable, but that she only lets certain people see that. She,
1: I'm, I'm getting. She puts on a ridiculous facade to protect Mm -hmm. herself from being hurt.
0: Yeah, exactly. And
1: deep down, she's like a a reasonable per, per per person.
0: Yeah. So with Holt, she's able to do that. But also, like Holt, again, Holt's speech to the organization about how it's time for somebody else to step in, and he's gonna, you know, he's he's happy. He's he's ready to let someone else take the reins. Like again, like. Andre Brower just like touches my heart every time he has one of these like serious speeches. It's just so mm-hmm. genuine. And I just really love it. Um, yeah.
1: I also loved at the end when he kind of was like, I will impeach you. Yeah. He was like, <laughs> Congratulations,
0: but I will impeach you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Uh, couple of my favorite moments from this episode. I just want to run down a couple of my favorite moments. Um, let's see my uh charles is writing pla- plain writing in the sky charles loves v and then jake's like that's mm-hmm. not what you think it means uh, so yeah. i loved that um let's see holt holt's again talk's bad joke but he's the way he's like i believe you call that observational humor like yeah that was, that and she's like, like sure uh-huh maybe um, <laughs> i thought it was cute that holt wants to take vivian's last name Mm-hmm. like he's writing i just love that seems so boiled i me. love
1: that but i love that i love I the know. idea that like some like why don't some boys dream of taking i know their right? their wife's name yeah.
0: you know? uh holt saying but right before his speech that his stomach is in flux i really <laughs> liked that um charles and boiled pepper spraying each other was, oh my God. And, and was that pouring, this episode, yes, and then pouring the soda on their soda faces, like, it's sticky, but it feels good. That was <laughs> so great. That was my favorite cutaway of the episode. Um, yeah, and then just Andy's line about, I'm sorry, I threw your engagement ring into boiling pork water. Like, <laughs> that was I also so loved
1: that it turned out that what is her name? Boyle's um, girlfriend. Oh, Vivian, the Vivian's that, full Boyle. Vivian is full <laughs> Vivian as well, yes. and is just as. Cr- I was like, yes, he's finally found someone Perfect. who is who ma- who matches his. uh you know.
0: I feel like it couldn't have gone any other way. Like you have, they yeah. had, they had to end that way, and so I'm really yeah. glad. And it ends with them being engaged. Yeah. Um which i thought so and then they are making out in the uh, like jake jake as usual jake kind of fucks up but then he fixes it you know he makes a whole romantic uh, f- you know dinner in the uh uh interrogation room and they kind of watch them get engaged um i have a question for you sarah have you ever gone full boil on someone else no No,
1: I have been a little bit um, overbearing, I guess, from time to time, Mm -hmm. Um, but not full boil, just like uh, just a little bit here and there. Mm -hmm. And like, for the most part, people didn't respond to it or didn't care for it. Or I mean, my first two boyfriends were just like jerks, so they Mm -hmm. didn't. They didn't, you know, res- respond to that well. Um, my current partner um, and I have that kind of thing in con- common where we're both semi boil um, Okay, so
0: you're both, you're <laughs> like Vivian and Boyle.
1: Yeah, only yeah. not complete. I mean, it's kind of like if two P-P-P people seek each other out, mm-hmm. it's like a nice balance, mm-hmm. like rather than one person chasing the uh, uh, uh. Uh, other and so i guess we are like charles and 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 vivian a bit i don't know
0: (laughs) i feel like i've always preferred to be chased as opposed to Mm -hmm. doing the chasing i think Mm in i think there's like a boil inside of me but that i that i like keep it locked i kept it locked in a box because Mm -hmm. i really wanted to be i don't I, i think it's too vulnerable to pursue does it make sense? I think you've got a boil inside you. I that think sounds I'm really boil. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, I feel like I'm full boil about everything else, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm too per, far too aggressive about everything else. But with, I think with relationships, I'm more, I'm keeping that, I'm keeping that, that boil inside me just like mm-hmm. stuffed down, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I think that, that was, has typically been my, my way. So Chris chased you? Uh sort of. I mean, it was I think it was more of a mutual chasing. Um but like at a certain point he was like weird. Like he would chase me and then stop and then I'd chase him and then then we and then and then we like stopped seeing each other for a while and I got really mad at him for being like really uh, sending so many mixed signals, and mm-hmm. then he apologized, and then we like got together for real, and yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I've ever, I, I, I not to my knowledge, have I gone full boil on anyone. Also, like I think I'm not a person who like I let who liked to take things very quickly. Like I was not that mm-hmm. person that was like, oh, let's let's meet your mom, and you know, like I think I was more like uh, trepidatious. Yeah, I that. think that I.
1: I think that because of social norms, I don't take things quickly. But mm-hmm. in my head, like if I like someone, it's like falling down a mountain. It's mm-hmm. like that scene from, mm-hmm. uh, what was that movie? Hot Rod, uh, Hot Rod where he just <laughs> falls down a mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's kind of like if I like someone, it's like it's it's over. It's yeah. like we're married and
0: we're all to- we, we're together. You're we writing die their, in each, other, each other's writing, arms. You're writing like, their name. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think. Um,
0: yeah, that's fair. I'm, I'm more of a, like, I fall, like, I, f- I found my, I found myself drawn to someone and mm-hmm. that person very intensely. Yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. But then I you would know. keep it to myself.
1: <laughs> oh, I keep it to myself. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, Okay. Anything else to say about full boil? I don't think so. Okay. Shall we move on to the apartment? The apartment. Uh, another Jake heavy episode. I mean, yeah. I mean, Jake, again, I think is the A story here. Um, is, he is, right? He's the A story, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, is that A story, Jake? Well, it's called The Apartment. So I guess that is the A story. The B story, I guess, is the evaluations. But um, this episode opens with Jake calling Holt dad. I love it. Yeah, I love that everyone stopped. And they really like, like ragged on him
1: I also didn't believe that that would be... Like, I thought it was very funny that everyone stopped. But I also feel like that whole, like, Jake thinks that Holt is a dad has been said. Sure. And has, is, like, uh, understood kind of by everyone. So it was kind of like their uh, their reaction probably should have been like, eh, you know. But it, it sure. was fu- funnier that, that they all stopped and were like, yikes.
0: But is it something they've all openly talked about? Like, I know they have... In the eighth season, like, are we mixing this okay. up with the eighth season? I feel like I don't know. I feel like it's been alluded to, but like, I don't think he's mm-hmm. ever outright called him dad the way that yeah. he does. Although I could just as easily see Amy calling Holt dad. Like, both of them uh, exactly. have big time yeah. daddy issues. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I just like my heart when when Holt is mm-hmm. like Holt is like indulging him in it. He's like, "Would yeah. you like to talk about this later over some catch?" And Jake's like. Yes. <laughs> It was just like <laughs> your heart, you know.
1: I yeah, I love that Holt was like, it's full laugh, half flat, hattering. Like he didn't care. He wasn't yeah. like offended or anything. He was like, that's he oh, thought it was nice. Holt
0: knows that Jake sees him as a dad. Like, of, mm-hmm. of, but they did oh, give yeah. him some shit about it. Um. All right. So the plot of this episode, the A story, or at least the Jake A story here, is um, Jake has been living at his nana's apartment apartment her, her rent controlled apartment which is now being co- made into a co-op now i'm not from new york so i don't understand all this fucking shit uh but somehow he no longer he now has to pay for he has to buy the apartment so it's not going to be rent anymore it's now like oh, people have to individually own their own spaces and so he is trying to figure out if he can financially swing this that's kind of the the um mm-hmm. that's kind of the situation here so we get a little insight into how jake lives outside of the precinct and what what do you feel like we learned about him outside the precinct from his are him and gina hanging out at his apartment um oh gosh uh remind me
1: i'm, well, I'm having so a hard time all, with with this episode
0: okay so first of all gina is the one who goes to help jake I feel like, and you can help me out here because this is, since the show is kind of, this is not sort of your first time watching it. Is this yeah. the first time we've learned that Gina and Jake grew up together? I feel like this is the first time they've mentioned it.
1: Yeah. What's f- funny about that is that um, Andy and Chelsea actually mm-hmm. did grow up together. So, mm-hmm. like, that's, I think, th- always the, the, the writers are trying to use, like, real life things mm-hmm. to inspire plots points and um which is great stuff yeah so this is the first time we've learned that
0: so this puts them in this kind of like brother sister old mm-hmm. friends kind of relationship does that work for you did that work for you in this episode this relationship of them where they have this history and this report yeah, do I th- you feel like that i th-
1: i think so yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was kind of nice
0: it was nice i feel like again we got to see some different sides of gina where gina be- again becomes yeah. the stable one
1: And the one who, like, gives good... She's like, don't use the loan shark.
0: Okay, that was a weird thing. I gotta say, as a writing note, that was a weird... And again, like, as if anyone who writes the show cares what I think. I thought it was strange that Jake, as a police officer, would resort to a loan shark. That Mm -hmm. seemed a little out of character for me. Because he is a police officer, and that is fully illegal. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So Gina is trying to help him... Gina's trying to help him. So, here are some things we learn about Jake, and let, you just give me your responses to how wh- what you think this adds to his character. So, Jake owns seven massage chairs.
1: It's a little excessive. <laughs> how many backs does he have? How many
0: backs does he have? Do you think he ever invites people over and they all sit in the massage have chairs? a Massage together?
1: Par- par- party? He should. A massage like circle, inv- if you will? just invite the pre precinct there. Yeah, actually,
0: you know what? I would love. That would have been a good because I felt like where to
1: end the episode or something.
0: Yeah the the end the so the button uh, and for those of you guys who are who don't write uh, uh, a button is the joke that ends a scene. But there's also like kind of usually like a button that ends the whole episode, right? Mm-hmm. And the button on this episode was that um Amy so they had done all these evaluations we'll circle back to Jake in a minute they done all these evaluations Amy is struggling with worrying about what Holt thinks are her flaws and she basically comes in and says I don't care what you think my flaws are and she leaves and that Holt sips his soup weirdly and that's the button but a better button yeah I was like what (laughs) yeah it wasn't very strong a better button would have been for everyone to to end the episode with everybody in the massage chairs I think right yeah Mm-hmm. right totally. and now it's gina's yeah. apartment and they're all in the massage chairs and she's kept the massage chairs mm-hmm. that would have been, been good anyway call me hollywood if you'd like me to write for yeah. you because i'm i'm full of this kind of genius material anyways uh so we find out that jake has seven massage chairs we find out that he has uh, four turntables or he's three turntables he's djing
1: lazy turntables i wouldn't understand what a turntable was i i imagined a lazy sue susan oh
0: it's a turntable is a record player okay uh like i have at my house Mm -hmm. so those so if you're an audiophile that's four of them that's not that bad well but i think the worst thing is that he's he he wants to he's taken up i guess it's okay djing as a side hobby i mean you can't just be like him you can't just be copping all the time you know
1: you know what he seems like the kind of guy who would like his side gig would be like stand st- st- up con- con- comedy or some something like that something, oh yeah something
0: where he has to be the center something of attention
1: like a dj or yeah. or stand up comedy or and he's using his nana's know.
0: old records by the way not that i care about nana's old records but i was very concerned about them getting scratched cuz i i know mm. that jake doesn't know what he's doing those records are going to be mm. absolutely fucking impossible to play probably uh let's see he has he also has a tub we mentioned this he's got a tub full of mail yeah that was my favorite joke scary that was my favorite there
1: could be some bills in there and he could like lose everything
0: i mean the implications of that like the fact that he just dumps his mail in there Mm -hmm. but also like sarah where does he bathe
1: he does not Maybe the kitchen sink. I don't know. Is he taking showers? Do you have two is there, bathrooms?
0: Is there a shower down at the precinct?
1: Are there two two bathrooms in
0: his apartment? I doubt it. In New York? Probably yeah. not.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: Um does he take the like this the shower head off and just hose himself down in the bathroom all over the and get it all over the floor, maybe? I imagine. Does he just sponge bath himself? Probably. Now I'm thinking I about a Andy. bird bath. Now I'm thinking about Andy sponge bathing himself. Mm -hmm. and i'm not mad about it yeah um i i really and what i liked about this episode besides um i like seeing gina and jake's relationship kind of developing i always like them together i think they have good chemistry as like a best friend ship and i love that Mm -hmm. and i just liked seeing like like jake is a like he's a fucking mess he is an absolute mess. He can't handle his finances. He, can't... I feel like Sarah, I don't look. I understand that my husband is a mature, responsible person, but I kind of feel like if we had, if Chris was single, I feel I'm kind of thinking maybe this is what his apartment would look like. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like he would have a tub full of mail and seven massage chairs he would and and there
1: are elements of chris that are um uh like stuff with the calendar and mm-hmm. and time ma- ma- management and stuff but overall he's very
0: responsible oh he's sp- financially responsible. responsible he would not oh, have gotten financially got to- responsible. Yeah, I mean look, both of us are kind of a mess when it comes to like making sure that our shit is taken care of but um I mean, maybe I you would think have his a tub apartment. Full of mail. Would look like this. I think he would absolutely have seven massage chairs and a he tub would. full of mail. If he, he already wants
1: like two of them for that to replace that couch behind behind. You. I know
0: he wants to replace our beautiful couch with massage chairs. So I, the massage mm-hmm. chair thing was very like it, it definitely hit me in a in a in a familiar spot. Is what I'm saying. He'd have two for
1: each kid. He would, but without you, he wouldn't have kids. So. Hmm. Yeah, if you if you were just like himself, yeah, he'd have a bunch. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Uh let's see, what else is going on in this story? Um the um the uh, assessments. The assessments. So everybody's assessing themselves. Uh, again, I agree with you. I think this was kind of a weak plot. Um, But it wasn't offensive to me. I did like what that gave that Terry felt. It felt it just didn't feel like it was executed super well because I like that Terry wants to defend everybody, but I also feel like Holt didn't do anything in particular to. I mean, did I miss something? I feel like Holt was just kind of being himself. Like I didn't feel like anybody left that office feeling particularly,
1: yeah, hurt. But also those things were true. Yeah, he didn't say anything malicious. Like he was just like, "I'm assessing you, and this is like." you know yeah um
0: i love and there were some good bits i like that Sc- scully can't handle criticism so he's just like s- silently mm-hmm. sweating like that was very funny mm-hmm. and of course hitchcock and cully are gonna scully and are gonna do their assessments together i i think i would have liked it more if we got to see everyone's assessment even if it was mm-hmm. just like quick and quick cuts we yeah. didn't see rosa we didn't see boyle we just saw amy and scully and right that's it
1: yeah, I was confused was, about it that, too. It didn't too. feel fully
0: baked to me, that yeah. story. Um, yeah. And then we had the other... I feel like maybe we could have done away with the side plot of the weekend um, cops who leave hair... The guy who leaves the hair everywhere. And they. I, I get that they were trying to get rosa and boyle to be friends and uh, like that whole the
1: crush that he had on her but
0: i wish they had done it another way partially because i just didn't like all the hair the prop hair i it was revolting and i know that was the point but it was like face revolting with the shaving cream and then he's like ah when he gets it in his mouth i was like scraping it out of the i just it was it was gross so i think i would have and i get that was the joke um and i like the actor i can't remember his name but he was like um one of the ucb guys
1: yeah and he was in veep
0: i wish we had more of. it's like either we we should have picked one story or the other i know you're supposed to have a b plot and a c plot but like i feel like we could have stuck you could with just the, have a b a b and then the c is maybe rosa and charles working on something together to do with the evaluation something without hair Something without hair. I did not like the hair. I did not care for it. It was gross. And also, like, this other, this actor they had, I don't know. I feel like we could have done more with him. He's a great comedic actor, and there just wasn't Mm -hmm. much going on there. So, yeah, I think that those B-plot and C-plot were a little bit thin this week. Um Anyway, but there were some good moments. I did like my favorite. I think my favorite thing that came out of it was that Amy is having to uh, like recite her flaws, which is hard for her. And then later Jake recites her flaws. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, like I got I was like a little crumb, a little, you yeah. know, Jake Peralta, Amy Santiago crumb. Yeah. And I was like, "Ooh," because I missed their relationship developing, I think, these last yeah. two episodes. And um. He and then he's like, ooh, and you're really bad at throwing your list away. And he yeah. tosses it. That, that whole thing was really great. Yeah. And also that Jake inadvertently gave her this advice to just not care what Holt thinks. Yeah. Uh I really that part I of it I thought was really solid. Yeah. Um, so in the end, Jake is not able to pay for the apartment. So Gina suggests that she will buy it mm-hmm. and that she will rent it to him. Um, so we see huh. Gina being a responsible adult and Jake as usual reacting like a big baby about it yeah so what did you think about that yeah I thought that was sweet yeah and then uh again we get another moment of Amy and Jake where Jake is like talking through his problem but Amy's not helping him really but he's like talking himself through the problem and in the end he decides to take gina's apartment and gina gets nana's apartment uh which i thought was a which was a good resolution but again we have this like yeah. gina being the responsible one
1: mm-hmm. uh which
0: is a good little bit of character development with her
1: i think basically gina becomes responsible when like the pr- people she's with are just doing the absolute wrong irresponsible thing she's like "Oh, right.
0: if i have to i guess
1: i have to be exactly
0: uh but she gets she lets herself be the weird crazy one with rosa and amy because amy is Mm -hmm. so they're very responsible yeah Mm -hmm. so controlling and responsible um yeah so uh, a couple of my favorite moments from this episode episode we already talked about jake calling holt dad i thought that was really funny oh when uh holt is in when they're in the sort of the stand-up meeting at the beginning and uh holt is talking about streaming media content and Jake is like, I he's like, I've only seen season one of media content. No spoilers. I just thought that was a really good joke. Yeah, this was like generic media content. Um,
1: yeah.
0: let's see. I just generally loved Jake seeing Jake as a big mess. That was really enjoyable. Um, I really thought. Oh, here's a little prop, a little bit of prop thing. I don't know if you noticed this, but the loan shark had a bottle of bourbon on his desk. That was called Old Crow Crotch. Mm,
1: <laughs> I didn't see that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't like that. Uh, I thought that was really gross and funny, and I enjoyed that a lot. Um, again,
1: hated hated loose
0: hair. Did not care for it. Oh, m- one of my favorite moments when they were looking at a par- possible apartments for Jake was the pigeon flying out of the toilet. I just that made me laugh really hard.
1: Yeah, sounds um, like New-, New York.
0: Yeah, uh, I really like that. When Gina's naming off all the ways she's thrifty One of them is that she eats Scully's lunch Every day <laughs> She's like I save <laughs> what money Scully I cut eat? my own hair I eat Scully's lunch every day <laughs> That was What yeah. does he eat who knows I mean Scully's yeah. probably stealing other people's lunch So it's. I'm sure it's it true. evens out Um yeah, I think that was those were those were some of my favorites. Uh, oh, and even though I thought the button on the end of the episode was weak, I did really like Andre Brower's soup work. I thought that was good. It was good soup work. I'm going to applaud the soup work. He had a real nice. He did good mm-hmm. with that prop soup. I thought that was funny. Yeah. Um. Oh, and this is not about the episode content at all, but I just really liked Amy's blue shirt. Like she had this really bright cobalt blue shirt on the whole time my eye was really drawn to it and it just really looked fabulous on her but anyway i just wanted to point that out anything else to say about the apartment no okay so are you ready i didn't have any other cut there weren't a lot of cutaways this time so i didn't write down a lot of cutaways just the soda cutaway but uh are you ready for some moments of thirst
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh any moments of thirst for you this week Uh you're I don't think not so. feeling terribly thirsty.
1: I was I was uh, trying to to find one but I just wasn't feeling thirsty.
0: Okay. Well, here I've got a couple written down. So I'm just going to go for it. Uh number 1. I don't know why, but I'm really attracted to Andy in that terrible jean jacket that he was wearing on undercover. I don't know. I didn't like the jeans. Loved the jean jacket. Was feeling it. Uh let's see. I think just like um Jake even though he was misguided like deeply caring for Boyle, like there was something about that mm-hmm. that I found very attractive. Yeah. Like just his like really yeah. un- like without any kind of gain on his behalf. I think a lot of times Jake is trying to manipulate things to his advantage. He wasn't trying to do that with that episode and so like just him mm-hmm. deeply caring about Boyle, I find that to be very attractive. Mm-hmm. Uh I I'll, I don't I don't know what this says about me I'm I, I don't know I don't know how to unpack this but some for some reason I was very attracted to Jake just being an absolute mess like his apartment just being fucking mess and him being a mess I was like I just want just want to take him in my arms and protect him from this world and I don't know what that means about I don't know what that says about me but uh maybe
1: I don't know I mean. You said that Chris, if he lived alone, would have been like that. So maybe there's a part of you that does like maybe the see, mess that maybe you can like. Maybe in those seven massage fix.
0: chairs, like maybe I see something of my, the love of my life here. I don't yeah. know. Uh, and then lastly, I don't know if you missed this, but uh, when Jake is rattling off all the things that he finds attractive about Bernice, his date. He says, mm-hmm. uh, "If he, if she's half Jewish, I'm going to be in real trouble." And that I was, was like, so Ooh, cute. He likes half Jewish girls. Well, guess who's yeah, half. So, cute. guess who's a half Jewish girl? It's me.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I just yeah. had to point
0: that out. And those are my moments of thirst. Nice. As you would imagine, I'm normally up for pretty much anything in the bedroom, but I can't tell if what happened was weird or sexy. Okay. Are we ready for some trivia? Some okay. little, a little Jake Prado, little tidbit, little tidbits. Little tidbits.
1: Okay, so full boil. Full boil. Um, the name of the episode mm-hmm. is a play on the phrase full boil as in B-O-I-L. Oh. Which means to fully commit to an act. Oh. Or a, a-, a-, a- attitude though it's usually used to describe a person expressing outrageous anger or rage
0: oh interesting i guess i never thought of so, it that way or maybe so even like, like that. something that's similar simmering and like you know boiling yeah. over yeah yes. okay cool
1: yeah so it's like a play on that i mean it could be this is just speculation sure. like they could have just thought that you know it, they they could might might have also said full charles but boil just just sure sounds but but Mm-hmm. Let me see. Okay, so some trivia for the apartment. I just Ooh. found this fun- funny. Nice. Um, at one point, Jake Peralta tries to explain that he didn't receive any of the co-op board's 15 voicemails because he is thir- thir- 33 in his generation, mainly only text. Oh,
0: yeah, that part Mr- was funny
1: henders responds that he himself is only 31 at the time the actor plays mr henders was in fact 45 years old
0: (laughs) yeah i I was looking at him and i was like really i mean it was a good joke but like uh i was like ooh, i don't think so yeah uh good for him uh Mm -hmm. cast as a 31 year old nice job sir
1: some of the tri- 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 trivia, one of the trivia was yeah. what you said about yeah. um, old crow
0: crotch. Oh, nice! I'm see. I picked. I saw it. I picked up on that. Yeah. That was some good. Pro- that was some good prop design work. I see you props department. I see you production design. Mm-hmm. I didn't um, think about that stuff. Thank you for that trivia. That was very fun. Mm-hmm oh you look awesome come the fuck upstairs (laughs) okay but wait i have to worry about something what if you come up here i'm gonna tie you to my bed and keep you for at least three days i'm just in that kind of mood okay are you ready to um get into what we're watching next week
1: yeah sure is it
0: so next week it's we're going back to girls so it's girls Mm -hmm. or not next week but next episode uh is it
1: episode two
0: uh, it is episode two I looked up Adams IMDb uh and uh to make sure that we would be watching an episode he was in um so the next episode is episode two vagina panic uh if i mm-hmm. if I'm thinking clearly I remember the beginning of this episode has quite a Form, like a quite a, a moment that's burned into my memory, I think. Okay, is the the beginning of this episode. So let's see. Uh, yeah. So this is the episode where Marnie arranges for Jessa to have an abortion. Uh, that's that's the that's the that's the episode that that this is that's the main focus of this episode. Uh, so we'll be watching Vagina Panic next. Mm-hmm. So, yep. um, I'm. Are you ready? Are you ready to get back into the world of girls? I'm ready to panic about vaginas. Hey, I I've certainly had moments of vagina panic. Who who mm-hmm. among us has not?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I I personally I don't think I have. I've never been pre- pregnant. I've oh. never even had a yeast infection. F- f- Are you
0: f- fucking infection? serious? You've never had a yeast infection? Jesus, no. I've had so many. I've had yeast infections. I've had, I mean, I know utis aren't in your vagina but i've had those i've had i've definitely thought i was pregnant uh mm-hmm. some at, at moments uh so i have uh and vagina panic i if i recall has a lot of uh layers to it um in terms of what... Yeah, I, for, I forget mean.
1: exactly what, what goes on dur- during the episode. It's been a been year since I've sure. seen, seen it, sure. so. but I'm looking forward to seeing it again. S-
0: yeah, same. So, listeners, will our next episode will be Girls Season 1, Episode 2, Vagina Panic. Uh, uh, I always enjoy talking to you listeners about uh, the episode or what's coming up or something going on with Adam and or Andy. Uh, so, uh, you can... Uh, Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Adam and Andy podcast. And you can find us on Twitter at Adam and Andy pod. So Sarah, the next time we see each other, we'll be panicking about vaginas.
1: Mm -hmm. But not our own.
0: But not our own. No.